0: Yeah, I've already hit record. As as you guys can see, this is a very, very high tech. (laughs) We use very professional tools for this. We'll go to five. We'll go to five, right? Do it. One, two, three, four, four, five. five. And then the next thing that usually happens when we record a podcast is now Nick and I, we don't actually start the the podcast for another 10 (laughs) minutes because now we go, okay, now we're recording, but what are we going to talk about? And so... This is when we like stop to do all the planning and stuff.
1: But yeah, um, we we were pressed early. I was pressed earlier today. Like Nick, Nick, what's the what's the topic? I'm like, what topic? (laughs) We don't have an agenda. Yeah, yeah. yeah, We we don't. What is
0: that? No, no agendas here. But um, Nick, are we going to acknowledge that the audience is here while we're recording? We should. I think
1: we I think we will. I think we will. But okay. so this
0: one time only. Okay. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Um. Who's gonna kick it off? You or me? As far as I can, uh, I can kick it off. Okay. Sounds good. And do you know what the first thing that we're gonna talk about is? Do you remember? I I know what the only
1: thing that we're gonna talk about the the, the seed topic the one thing that we're gonna start with. Okay. All right. Uh, and sh- should we Should we start with a welcome to the hidden node podcast this time? Uh, yeah. should, should we do that? Yeah. 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 Fun, okay. I? Yeah. Welcome to the Hidden Node Podcast. I'm Nick Turner. And I'm Joel. Hey, Nick. Hey. So, Joel, you've now had your iPhone SE giant Max for a few weeks now. <laughs> hang on. you <laughs> what iphone se giant max what are you talking about well, it's not it's not it's not a regular sized se is it it's a large se
0: <laughs> so are you gonna start calling it the iphone se plus now no. is that the plan
1: well no i can't because i think there is an iphone se plus coming what
0: <laughs> oh i yeah. hope not that sounds yeah. awful but no i i have i have had it for the bet. what two weeks now is it been two weeks that i've had the iphone se something like that Sure, I think it sure. has been. Sorry,
1: l- let me be clear. The iPhone SE, twenty twenty.
0: Right. Yes, I have. Yes, I have had it for two weeks. If that was your question, I don't even remember anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and how's how's that been? I how's your? Yeah, it's been fantastic. <laughs> so I actually uh, I actually edited the initial podcast episode about it last night. Uh, and okay. so I got to hear myself talk about how much I I'm enjoying the iPhone SE for an hour, but I definitely have a lot of questions as a new iOS user about, I don't know, just like how I should be using it. What's the correct, what's the correct way to hold this phone, Nick? How do I correctly hold this phone?
1: <laughs> I can't answer that question my hands aren't big enough for <laughs> such a, such a large phone. That's right. Cause you have the <laughs> old tiny iPhone SE from 2016. Yeah.
0: Uh, one thing we should probably acknowledge though, before we jump into the podcast here and start talking about stuff is that this episode is special because for the first time we have a studio audience.
1: <laughs> With canned laughter and applause, it's yeah. great. Yep, that's you guys right. can't hear it, but I'm playing it on repeat. Like the the crowd's going wild it's, in my in my head. In my terrible, it's terrible.
0: <laughs> we have somehow wandered onto the stage of the wait. What's this thing even called? The is it the podcastathon or just the potathon? Oh, it's the, the it's the potathon. No, it's, it's a potathon. <laughs> it's a pot-a-thon. Yeah, and so this is a very special episode. But our goal here our our goal for this episode is hopefully to to not ruin the the episode with like uh you know by making it special. You know when you tune into like an episode about something and and it's a special episode and you're like kind of disappointed because you were just hoping for the usual thing and it ends up being something else. So I yes. think So, yes, we are on a Zoom right now. We have a studio audience in the chat, blowing up the chat here. And uh, this this is definitely a different dynamic. And what's scary is that they're all expecting some kind of a Wi-Fi-centric podcast because (laughs) somebody chose a podcast name that makes it sound like we're a (laughs) Wi-Fi podcast.
1: (laughs) We could could complain about Wi-Fi things, though. We could complain about, you know... Yeah. Just general Wi-Fi problems. Yeah, I mean, you know how sometimes I have to go to the Ethernet cable, you know, because that's, you know, there just you go. Yeah, there's our yeah. tie in. There's our <laughs> tie in right there.
0: Nick, would you be willing to explain very quickly, though, what this pot is just so that people that are tuning in later to listen to this aren't like, what, what are we listening to right now?
1: Yeah, yeah. You kind of threw me under the bus there a little bit, um, but this yeah. is a charitable event, a uh, charitable uh, effort, and um, it's been organized by the WLA, and it is Which is, is the, in, what's the... What's the WLA? What are they? That's the Wireless LAN Association, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and now I'm going to have to quickly... Um, Google it <laughs> to see... Google, <laughs> What are we wandering? What's the here? name of the what's the number what's the name of the charity I've just donated money to? But we are
0: uh, <laughs> we are the first in what? Uh 13 straight hours of continuous podcasting, right? There, are we we're basically the first ones other than the people that actually like set this up, you know,
1: yeah. Peter and Alan. Yeah.
0: yeah. So anyway, but we're still going to try to keep this episode as, you know, normal as possible so that the people tuning in later don't have to, you know, endure something that isn't yeah.
1: Coronavirus Relief Fund. Great. That's, and I knew that, right? You knew that too, right? Thanks for sharing. Yeah, th- th- <laughs> thank, thank you for warning me that we were going to do it. So, uh, right, let's get to it. Um, what are we going to, what's our, well, our seed topic? The number one topic that we're going to start with, at least because yeah, I had to give something as a topic, uh, is uh, apps. Favorite apps, good apps, apps that you enjoy. And seeing as you are new to your iPhone SE, what's your, what's your, what's your, Favorite app?
0: Well, I haven't... I definitely haven't figured that out yet. In fact, I'm looking to you for some guidance here because uh, coming coming from Android, you know, Mm. on Android, it was all Google Maps. They have apps though,
1: right? Well, of course they have apps, yeah. You you are allowed to... they, they permit you to have apps over there on... You are on Android, allowed, right? Yes. Okay, okay, okay. In fact, even a little bit more
0: than on iOS, I would say. <laughs> and that's not always a good thing. on Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. I don't sure, know. Sure, sure, sure. But so the big question that I have as a new iOS user is the temptation is yeah. for me to just go to the app store and as I use Google, I use like G Suite for my email and I have a Gmail account yep. and all that. The temptation is just to disable the mail app, disable the calendar app, disable the, you know, the, the contacts app. I don't know that you can disable all those, but you kind of see what I mean there. Like just not use (laughs) them basically and get the Gmail app and get the Google calendar app and get Google contacts. And then I'm worried though, that that is me holding my iPhone incorrectly. So what Nick, what do I do?
1: Just tell me what to do. Should I go download all the Google apps or should I, you know, what do I do? I don't know if I can give advice here. I mean, maybe we should get Dan, maybe we should get Dan Jones on uh, you know a future episode to tell us what we should be doing. I can tell you what I do. What do you do? So I now don't use the default calendar app okay. on my f- iPhone. Okay. I use Fantastic I use one called Fantastical. Okay. Uh, contacts. I shifted from Google a long time ago to moving uh to using ios and apple's contacts okay so but that has that has slight inconvenience because now of course if you're in your gmail environment and you want to write an email it's not necessarily the same contact book that you're looking at right right uh and what's the other one browser
0: um, I mean, browser is. Star- I mean, actually am starting to think about switching browsers too. I hadn't brought that one up yet, but that doesn't matter. Like, I am, I am considering ditching Chrome and going to Safari because. Uh, like on right. the last episode, you told me about the awesome integration with uh, you know like paying for stuff and how it, 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 if you buy something on your MacBook, it's gonna reach over to your iPhone and ask to authenticate sure. for that. So there's some cool stuff there. Let me
1: know. Let me know how you get on with that. I've tried like four or five times to move Ooh. to Safari, and it's just it's not. It doesn't for me. It, it it doesn't it doesn't work like especially especially if you use those Chrome services like sorry, those Google services like Google Docs. Yeah. Google Docs is never gonna work better in Safari than it does in
0: Chrome. And I do I do use those services really heavily. I, I feel like we have to acknowledge a few things that are happening over here in the chat. Uh Chris Reed says that <laughs> Google Photos is superior. Stick with Google there. Yeah, Chris, I think I'm going to stick with Google Photos. I really do like Google Photos. That one's probably not that. probably not going away. Jerry, you know that guy. Everybody knows yeah, who yeah. Jerry is on the Hidden Node podcast. Uh, Jerry, actually, I don't know if Jerry knows this, but he's like a running joke in the podcast. Let's not tell him what the <laughs> joke is though to make him to make him listen to no. all of them. Uh, but uh, wait, Jerry's gone. He said I recently switched from Chrome to Firefox It's been positive so far. Wow, Jerry that's uh, man, that's, that's some next level stuff right there. I remember using Firefox <laughs> back in like 2005.
1: <laughs> it, was, it was great. Oh my goodness.
0: <laughs> Sorry, Jerry. actually, yeah, I I don't know that I'm interested in switching to Firefox because what I'm interested in right now is fully adopting the
1: is fully adopting the Apple ecosystem. Right. Okay. Yeah. Hey, I tell you. So this is not iOS, and but this might this might influence your decision about moving to Safari on the Mac. Okay. You know those websites that you go to, and then you're like, okay, I'll just log in quickly, and then I'll use my password manager. Also feel great. And it's like, now please put in the one time password that we're going to send you by text message. Yeah. You go. Oh no. Safari will auto that. For that you. is so pretty great. Yeah. That is pretty great, and that's the one thing I really miss by using Chrome on the Mac. Is that yeah? Sure, I get the text message and I look at it, and I get the privilege of then going okay four six three right. two nine five okay four. Six, what was it again? Oh now 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 the pop-up's gone. Right. Uh, let me get my okay. There's the phone. We'll get the okay. What was it again? Like <laughs> see this. <laughs>
0: This is what I'm afraid of as a new iOS user is that if I don't completely adopt the Apple ecosystem, that I'm still going to be like stuck between these two ecosystems, right? That's what I'm worried about. And so that's why I'm really being intentional about trying to use the default mail application, trying to use the default calendar application, trying to use contacts. Okay. Uh,
1: I understand. I understand. I would say give them all a try. Okay. And then once they prove themselves not to be capable, <laughs> then then switch. Like wow. the, the Mail app, I haven't touched that for a long time. I mean, I use Google Mail, so the Gmail app yeah. works great. Yeah. And I can toggle between the two accounts. It's good. Um, I think the, probably the, the biggest thing there is that the Google the Google Mail app does a good job of that clean separation between the two. Yes. And quickly switching. So I've got my personal and I've got a Badger Wi-Fi email address right same and i always this is like being the long-standing problem with having two email addresses is that you're like you send an email out like, which account did that just go from oh no well that was wrong yeah uh
0: <laughs> yeah although so it's, i tend to consume email on my phone i don't tend to write emails on my phone you know sure sure but still uh, you, your using- point's valid
1: uh, this is, I mean, this is still apps related. I'm, what do you use to check your, I know you, yeah, but you don't like installing apps, do you? You try and avoid installing apps on your Mac at all costs. I do. Yeah. I try to keep my, okay. my computer
0: lightweight and yeah. yeah. So I, I mean, okay. like on my work machine, of course I use Outlook, um, but on like my personal machines, yeah, it's all in Chrome. I just go to mail.google.com. Okay. That's where I do everything. Yeah.
1: Worth, it's worth looking at. I... When we switched from O three six five to uh, G Suite uh, when we we're at Ekerhau, I at that point made the decision to look into uh, Mailplane, and Mailplane is a wrapper, so it's still the Gmail, it's still the native Gmail interface, but it now thinks it's an app, but it's not, a, it's not a Google app, it's it's sorry, it's not a Chrome app. It is actually an application. It's just got a weird wrapper around it. And then you get it's a, things like uh, it's a, purpose a little built, icon in the main... Yeah. It's, it's like a yeah, purpose-built purpose purpose web, web wrapper. Yeah, like a web browser. Yeah. It's
0: a purpose-built web browser. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so I found, like, I'm having a hard time adjusting to the calendar app on iOS. Um, the mail app uh-huh. is fine for archiving emails because that's mostly what I do is, like, look, like, do I need to answer that? And if I, if, if I don't need to do anything more, I archive it and if i do need to do more then i go to a real computer or to my ipad which i do have the gmail app on um the the contacts app found this found that to be completely flawless i have it synchronized with google my google contacts so everything just shows up there that has been completely flawless and okay. another app that has been that has worked beautifully on ios the, uh, this is just a wonderful user experience is one password do you use one password
1: yes yeah, i do it,
0: so good holy cow and then uh lately i so on my android phone i used google authenticator for my one time passwords and mm-hmm. uh and and then i actually found out uh that one password actually does one time passwords built in i didn't know that and okay. and so now i have those on my watch which is pretty great and so all this stuff that i need to uh, nice. you know authenticate for all the time like i have on my my watch that's another thing that we need to talk about i don't know if we're ready to go there yet but maybe we
1: are with well, the one-time passwords are with sorry <laughs> what were you reading the comments and got distracted <laughs> yeah sorry i was That's reading the comments sorry what what sorry what were you talking about <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh,
0: landon got in there and he sent otp one-time potato thanks landon for derailing derailing the podcast nice work um are yeah are we are we i don't know like what 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 are the apps that you use on your iphone what should i be thinking about getting give me the rundown man what, what should i what should i be getting on my iphone
1: well, if you don't like, if you don't like the default calendar app, then check out Fantastical. Fantastical. I really like that. Okay. All right. But what All right. what do I, what do I use on my phone? Like daily, I mean, I like daily
0: apps. Yeah. I mean, I want stuff daily. that you use every single day. But what about, but day.
1: daily apps that I actually
0: enjoy using. Yes. Don't I tell mean, me the daily apps that you don't enjoy using that you use because you have to. Like, I want to hear about the good stuff.
1: I don't know. The, the the app that I have the app that I have um queued up to talk about as an app that I actually like uh-huh. comes from the discussion we had at uh WLPC with Chris Reed and and Jerry and you know we were sat in that courtyard and and I think it was Jerry who recommended uh App in the Air. In terms oh, of yeah. an app. But It's not at all relevant now. Well, it will be again. It will be at some point, but it's now just beautiful eye candy that does nothing because I'm not taking any flights. So it's no use. But but App in the Air, that's a really beautiful, that's a well-made, beautiful, good-looking. It's it's an intuitive UI, sort of. You can kind of work your way through it and eventually, but it's nice to work your way through it. At least it's not uh, difficult. Have you uh, ever re- and- refused to use an app because the icon was ugly? Uh not refused to use it, but I might be I might like it less because yeah. the because the icon is ugly. Okay. Actually, right. I do have an app. I do have an app for I, you to
0: download. I yeah, <laughs> actually can I talk about it? Because I know which app it is. Can yes. I talk about it, Nick. Okay. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to introduce you to a wonderful application by our very own Nick Turner from the Hidden Node podcast. <laughs> Um, this application is called Hotel Room and, uh, <laughs> good luck finding it in the app store. Trust me, it's there, but you're going to scroll for a long time to find this app. Uh, it has a black icon with a yellow key and a white line across it. And here is what this application does. Uh, you, uh, basically you put a widget in your home screen. Is that where they go? Widgets go in the home screen or in the little widget
1: yeah. slide over? Uh, thing well, on the it's, it's actually called the Today View, but it's really? that thing to the left of your... First screen. There's nothing yeah. here that says Today View. It's
0: just... All it says is weather information provided by the Weather Channel LLC. That's all I Yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: No, no, I know, I know, I know. But that's... But anyway. that's
0: Yeah. It's where your widgets live. Yes. So it's a widget that you put there where you can store your hotel room. And so you go in the app. It looks basically like the calculator, except with really ugly colors. Nick, we have to talk about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Nick loves, like, yellow and black. Everything in Nick's life is yellow and black. Uh, anyway... Uh, you go put in your hotel room and then, and then like y- if you're in room four five six you put in four five six and hit save and bam now your hotel room is hanging out in a widget on your today view which if you are in a lot of hotels all the time that can be absolutely awesome like oh it, what's it called like what's the actual name of the application did i get it right is it hotel, yeah, just it's hotel just,
1: room? it's no it's, it's just called hotel room but if you uh a little, a little hack for you. If you're trying to find it in the app store, search for hotel room widget, and then it's number one. Really? <laughs> so, are you number one in the app store right now? Is that what you're telling I, me? I, pretty much. If you, if provided, you put on a filter that says hotel room widget. Yeah, I'm oh, you're right. One.
0: That totally. Actually, <laughs> I typed in hotel room widget, and it came up. So that's even better. <laughs>
1: So yeah. Anyway,
0: check it out. It was uh, what are you asking for? Three bucks, two ninety nine, something I, like that. Yeah,
1: two ninety nine this yeah. time. So I, I'll, I'll give you the very very brief story. I published that. I wrote the app and published it like two years ago, but it didn't. And it had a, it was free and it had an in app purchase that was optional, but it unfortunately that didn't cover the cost of the <laughs> Apple Developer account. So you're losing money on this app. So so it became the most expensive app that I had on my phone and it did the least uh, of any app I've ever bought. Uh, <laughs> so I it's now been republished by a very good friend of mine called James Reed. So that's why James Reed is the publisher on the App Store. It's no longer Nick Turner. Right. But um but it is still it is still uh, my code. However, James has tidied it up and probably made it less ugly. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Well, yeah,
0: definitely go check it out because I, I, I mean, I, I've, I haven't used it at all to be honest.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ah, ah, but let I me mean, sales pitch here. It's not, you don't, I mean, it's called hotel room and that's, it's intended use, but you don't have to only use it for hotel rooms. I mean, for example, you could also use it to store, say a parking space number oh. or yeah, yeah. The, in fact, we can go there. I, I'll tell you about this. This is really, this is quite interesting. <clears throat> the app was rejected. Apple. Why? When we try when we tried to publish it, because the- they they came back with the response that this app basically doesn't have enough functionality. Like it it doesn't meet the criteria for having enough functionality. And so I appealed the I appealed this decision, and I'm blown away by two things. Number one, it would appear they read the appeal, and then number two, they accepted the appeal. Oh. But basically, my premise was. There are loads of apps that have uh the ability to store notes in the widget in the today view, in the widgets. But all of those store multiple notes. And what I found was that I tried to store a room number in there, and then I would, you know, make another note somewhere else. And then, oh now that hotel room numbers moved down one in the widgets, and then another one, and, and then but you know, but before you know it. The, the the quick access to my room number was gone because you don't know which so the whole, room number is your actual room number because you stayed in
0: four hotels this week
1: yeah right so so the actual the the, the point of hotel room is that it is only does this one thing which is store a number or text you can, or emojis you can even store an emoji in there if
0: your if room it, number it have, you. has an emoji then you're good <laughs>
1: That's- Excuse me. Could you help me try and find my way to the heart, smiley face rolling smiley face? laughing? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> well, I think that there's another thing that we really, really need to talk about uh, in the kind of in the context of Apple and new devices, and that is yeah. the new MacBook Pro. I think. <sighs> oh nick i'm so oh, sorry it hurts. when oh, it did it <laughs> when did you buy your hurts. macbook pro when did you buy it uh,
1: january oh oh Can but that's okay it it's okay i mean that's not that's like what four five months worth of use yeah so it's it's not like i missed it by 31 days
0: yeah yeah that's true so if it makes you feel any better i bought my ipad pro in september uh, right before wlpceu i think is when i bought it anyway um yeah so i i feel your pain yeah, a but little do you bit covet,
1: do you covet the new ipad i mean it's exactly no. the same
0: i mean yeah i mean there's some cool stuff on it but no it's the same form factor it's just i i yeah. think overall what was it the camera was the main oh. thing that got a bump right Jerry, Jerry says Wi Fi 6. 6. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, okay, sure, fine. <laughs> I, whatever. Like, I, I understand that we're on a Wi Fi podcast a thon thing here. So, this is probably a really terrible idea. But, um, do I want to see a Wi Fi 6 chipset in my iPad? Yeah, sure. Is it going to motivate me as a buyer to like very specifically go out and buy that thing? No, I, I, I don't care about it. As an end user, I don't care about whether it has Wi Fi 5 or Wi Fi 6 that much yep. so yeah chris chris reed says lidar that's the big thing but i don't have a use case for lidar yet and when i do i'll go out and buy a mac a, a new a new yeah. ipad pro that's what i'll do fair
1: but fair. the 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 big big important thing about that series of of ipads was and the real reason that i upgraded was just so that i didn't have to stick the, the apple pencil in it and have it sticking out. Oh, yeah. out of the ch- charging port because yeah, it's just down. completely unusable. That
0: is, <laughs> that is by far the wireless charging where the, the pencil just snaps onto the top of the iPad is yeah. by far the best feature of the last year's iPad Pro. And uh, yeah, I'm I have no intention of upgrading mine right now. Uh, we'll see, but. Uh, yeah, but really, though, well, what we want to talk about yeah, right sorry. now, though, yeah, to get back on
1: track. Well, what you want to talk about. Well, well, I, I mean, I was trying to yeah. derail
0: us and, you know, try and, you know, is lessen it, the pain. Is it, it hurts too much to talk about it. <laughs> I bought, so when I left my previous job and kind of went out and did my own thing for for uh, a few months. It was a lot of fun to do that, by the way. really enjoyed that. Uh, I needed my own laptop. And so I went out and bought a very, I just went out and bought a base model MacBook Air. Best Buy I had a special. It was like 850 bucks. And I knew, I think at the time, the 16-inch MacBook had come out with the new keyboard, or it was at least on the horizon, like the rumor mill was strong or something like that. And so I bought yeah. this MacBook Air intending to use it for a little bit. My wife desperately needs a new computer. And so I was going to pass that over to her as soon as they came out with a 13-inch MacBook Pro with, with the old-style keyboard. And they did. And so it's time. I haven't ordered it yet. I will be ordering it okay. soon. But- Uh, Jim Palmer has been waiting for me to give him the go-ahead on the new MacBook, I think. Jim, I know you're out there. It's time. And (laughs) I know you're waiting for my permission specifically. (laughs) Oh, Jim's in the chat, of course. There he is. He says, you control all my tech purposes now. Very good. Excellent. It's true.
1: I mean, the guts and spec aside, just having uniformly sized arrow keys... You know, yeah. you know I wouldn't have had I wouldn't have a problem if the left and right arrow keys were full size if the up and down were also full size right. but this this is a disaster you, you can't Nick's breaking one of our I've, podcast
0: rules right now he's using a camera never, he's I've using never the camera. C-
1: not only does my laptop have the wrong keyboard, my keyboard is the wrong keyboard. Okay, <laughs> I,
0: I know that this is going to ruin everything for people that are listening. But Nick, let's compare. Let's compare keyboards yep. a little bit. I'm not no, going. Yeah. I'm not going to adjust the focus on my camera because I don't want to reach over there. And you
1: have a proper keyboard.
0: Yeah, this you have is a proper keyboard. The only problem with this keyboard. So this is the old Bluetooth uh, Apple wireless keyboard. Yeah. The problem with this one is it's the old one that has
1: uh, uh, AAA batteries, and so that is annoying yeah. to keep that thing. So fed. I had. I had one of those, and I think I must have neglected it for X many months, and the batteries exploded, and then it was ruined on the inside. You know,
0: uh, one of the batteries actually inflated in this one, and I had to to take it apart from the power button end and desolder things and push (laughs) the batteries out and then solder it back together. I can't believe this keyboard still works, but it's my daily keyboard. But anyway... Just to make sure that everybody understands, there's the inverted, the old inverted T layout where the left and right keys are half height, and then there's the new one where the left and right keys are full height, and then the up down keys are half height, and it's super weird. I, yeah, I, I'm with you, Nick. No. I like the old inverted T, and the the MacBook Pro has that again now, right? The new, the new one, yes, the new one has that again with the yeah. old keyboard, not the butterfly so switches it's now gone back
1: to, it's gone back to S- scissor switch scissor switches
0: yeah. so yeah i'm really excited about that um the one thing okay. about this whole thing that really irritates me though is that my bluetooth keyboard is the old scissor switches my yeah macbook pro will have scissor switches my work macbook pro stuck on butterfly so i will still have to Constantly retrain myself to whatever keyboard that I want to use at the time, which is one of my least favorite things to do. Although I think the layout's mostly the same; it's just the the switch mechanism, just as arrow
1: keys. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's that's the only thing, right? It's only the it's the it's the the touch and feel of the typing on it and the arrow keys. Yeah, I think the layout should be identical. Yeah, yeah. So I'm looking forward to getting it. Also, just a great
0: spec bump across the board. I mean, solid RAM bump, storage bump. I mean, for eighteen hundred dollars, like I feel like eighteen hundred dollars goes a lot further now than it did. How many days ago, Nick? Yeah. How many days ago? Oh yeah, yeah. A couple of uh, yeah. I'm so sorry. Yep.
1: yep. But it's okay because I can actually give this one back to Apple for about you know one third of the price. Nice. You know, they'll, they'll yeah, they'll buy it back off me for about a third, which is great. Uh- <laughs> hey, you know what? Stick it on, stick
0: it on Craigslist, and see what happens. Oh, you don't have Craigslist in the UK. Maybe you do. Do you have Craigslist? Uh, we have okay.
1: Gumtree. Stick it on Gumtree. Gumtree. <clears throat> Whatever that is. Stick yeah. it on Gumtree and see it's what the happens. Same thing as, it's the same thing as Craigslist. Yeah. It's the same thing. Bizarrely, uh, though, mm-hmm. I got to tell you that Gumtree is also owned by eBay. Oh, interesting. Craigslist mm. is not owned by eBay as far as I know. Okay. Um, I have Man another...
0: Can't. I haven't Yeah, yet. I have another point of discussion on the MacBook that I think we need to okay. spend a little bit of time oh, on. Oh, physical is... Is so that you going for the physical escape key? Wait, is there a physical escape key on it? On the new one, yes. Holy cow! So they made the touch bar yep. shorter. Yeah. Wow. I didn't even realize that. Okay. I, I still haven't ordered it yet. It's going to happen in about a week, Um, but <laughs> okay. and I will be ordering it. Jim. Jim Palmer. Uh, one of, one of our most faithful listeners ever, by the way. Jim. <laughs> uh, is has been waiting for me personally to give him the go ahead on a MacBook, and he is asking. Yep. He says, "Joel, send me the spec I'm supposed to order," and I think that's an important topic, <laughs> because <laughs> okay, should you okay? So here's the here's the thing: should should somebody buy, and by somebody I mean me and Jim, <laughs> okay. should somebody buy the base model MacBook Pro, or should they beef it up a whole bunch? Like, what what's the correct route here? Because one thing that I personally do is I buy a machine, I. I want to spec it up a certain amount and I want to optimize it for first off for me to use it and second off for resale later on. You know, like every time I upgrade, I always sell my old devices. I try to keep them nice. I keep them in good shape so I can get good, you know, get some money back out of them. Right. Yeah. It's a little bit of an investment. So what do you think? What's the best way to go? Should you just buy a base model? Should you buy kind of a mid-grade one? Should you max everything out? What What's going to be best in the long run?
1: What, it, what are you
0: going to use it for? Um, I'm going to use it for, that's a good question. I don't know, some games. I mean, probably. if you're going to use
1: Fusion 360, I reckon, yeah. I reckon max it out. <laughs> yeah, but does Fusion 360 need a bunch of RAM
0: and a fast, you know, I video card and stuff? Like I've been it, using Fusion. I think it will, yeah, I think it will chug less if you, if you do. I mean, I've been using it on my, my MacBook Air and it's not terrible. It, it, running. Oh no, no, it's not. Doing, it's zoom, not terrible. doing a zoom screen share and Fusion 360 at the same time is a little bit is a little bit <laughs> chuggy, I would
1: I, say. I'm finding doing anything at a Zoom screen share that is, true. <laughs> is chuggy. Like, it is, yeah. <laughs> so back in
0: the day, back when I worked at Metageek, I um I bought a, uh, a MacBook Air and I completely maxed it out. I put an i7 in it, like a 512 gigabyte SSD. Uh, I think eight gigs of RAM was the max you could do on a MacBook Air back in the day. Uh, And it was a fast i7, too. Like, I maxed out the processor. And one thing I noticed about... It was 11-inch MacBook Air. One thing I noticed is that the battery life, straight out of the box, was abysmal. It was really, really bad. Uh, And so, I'm questioning whether maxing out the processor is really worth it. Like, I don't know if a faster processor is going to consume more power. I would assume that it would. Uh, Although yeah i don't know what do you think like you think there's any am i just making stuff up here or do you think uh that, i think a thing? i think
1: ram i think ram has tangible benefits from spec you know bumping it and i think the cpu is negligible i mean i, I think it's di- i think it's diminishing returns especially like, like on a laptop right yeah yeah. yeah then you run into like thermal issues and at risk of, you know, starting to wander into t- yet further territory that I don't really know what I'm talking about. I mean... That's the, the okay. Really, the we really do that set, all the time the really, on the
0: Hidden Note podcast. It's normal because yeah, yeah, proceed. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It, like, we talk as though we know what we're talking about. Um, you know, the the, the, hard, the hard thing to swallow at the moment is that my CPU-wise, my current iPad is about twice as powerful as my laptop. Ouch. <laughs> it's just Ouch. crazy. Yeah. Uh, so, you know... His, his. I mean, maybe my next, my next MacBook laptop will be an arm-powered. It
0: might be, and I might be making yeah. a grave mistake here buying a buying a MacBook Pro right now when <laughs> well, there is an arm-powered one on the horizon. But you know what? You can't, you can't play that. You can't do that all the time. You no. would never own well, anything. Well, you can,
1: you can, and then what you end up with is a small phone.
0: Yeah, in it, your pocket. Yeah, a tiny phone with <laughs> terrible battery life. Yeah. So. Here's what I'm eyeballing for my okay. for my MacBook Pro. Um, I got to get to the page real quick. MacBook Pro 13-inch and then go to buy. Okay, one thing that's non-negotiable for me is I want four USB-C ports. Sorry, that's just a thing. I want that.
1: Well... I mean that goes that go almost goes without saying as we know. Uh, I had the pri- I had the privilege of making use of the return policy because my initial order yep. only had two two uh, USB ports, <laughs> and you didn't
0: figure it out until you completely set the machine up and looked over <laughs> and went, "Hang on, something's missing." Oh here. no, wait, no. something's wrong. <laughs> so to get four Thunderbolt three ports, I'm going to use the price. Price is the anchor to to differentiate okay. between models here. Uh, there's a Uh, a $1,300 and a $1,500 model. Those two only have two Thunderbolt 3 ports. No thanks. It's not what I want. Nope. Um, And then for $1,800 you get four and then there is a $2,000 option that's also four Thunderbolt 3 ports. At this point, uh, the $1,800 option has a 2 gigahertz 10th gen core i5 so it's got an i5 that's great 16 gigs of ram a 512 gigabyte ssd which to be honest is twice as much as i need i don't store a ton on my laptop i keep it pretty whittled down as far as stuff virtual machines are what take up the most space uh yeah yeah so i'm thinking that do you virtualize th-
1: actually that's, that's we can wait for that we can talk about that in a minute well i'll just say uh, windows 10 uh you know you, have, you yeah. have to have windows around sure sure but why hang on is it this this is I'm taking I'm leading you off down a tangent. Um, Here we go. Keep Here we going. Go. Keep tangent. going with the spec. Keep okay. Going okay. With the spec.
0: Uh, I at this point the eighteen hundred dollar one I feel like it's got a two gigahertz i five and it's the new disc tenth gen which I think is what different spacing between stuff on the processor I don't remember the specifics. Uh, it's got is four it got more magic pixies yeah, involved it, in the fabrication gi- process. Yeah, it does more gigafloppifications per second or something like that. Yeah. G- gigafloppies Excellent. per second. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but and then for another $200, I could bump up to what's the difference between these? Oh, it's only a one terabyte SSD. That's the bump. So, so yeah, I'm thinking the $1,800 one because it has enough RAM. 16 gigabytes of RAM is probably what I want. Processor's fast enough. I don't think it's worth bumping to an i7 for, for $200, not for what I'm going to be doing with the computer. And uh, yeah, we've already got 16 gigs of RAM. It's $400 to bump to 32 gigabytes of RAM. I can't think of a scenario where I'm going to need 32 gigabytes of RAM on a laptop. Running Zoom? Yeah, running Zoom. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, sorry, running Zoom and sharing and sharing a... No, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know, man.
0: Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a judgment call here for Jim specifically. Okay. I'm gonna okay. buy the eighteen hundred dollar version with the two gigahertz i5 and sixteen gigs of RAM and a five hundred twelve gigabyte <laughs> SSD and four Thunderbolt three ports.
1: That's Look, what I'm gonna buy. I think Chris Reed has just come up with the reason for. Buying the the 32 gig RAM version because you're probably going to run Chrome and, slack. and you might want to also run Slack at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Which is, I'm going to
0: need 64 gigs of RAM, so I better bump to the 16 inch MacBook Pro. And an air that. conditioning
1: unit to cope with the fan intake. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> oh, so I, I think we talked about this before, but I used to have an application uh, called Turbo Boost max or something i can't yeah anyway and it prevented the cpu from turbo boosting which meant the fans didn't spin up and And how did it work it it worked well it worked great at not making the laptop make any noise but then the laptop when doing zoom just chugged yeah it was it was unusable like honestly we're getting like three to four second delay on keyboard entries like yeah no it didn't
0: work I expect to see yeah. that on my 1988 Macintosh SE. Not so much on a <laughs> don't ex- any the 2019 MacBook Pro. <laughs> yeah, not so much on a 2019 MacBook Pro. Wow. You know, one thing, you know, one thing I I I have stayed, I have avoided for the past several years, and maybe this is stupid, is that other than the Mac Mini, the Dan Jones Mac Mini that's down in, I should just name it Dan Jones. That should be its host name on the network. That the the Mac Mini that lives in the Harry Potter closet downstairs for file storage and stuff like that we have to talk about that i'm having some issues there not hardware issues don't worry dan just software issues um okay i other than that i do not own a desktop computer like a modern desktop computer i'm purely Mm. laptops it lives on a stand it plugs into a dock i have my bluetooth mouse and keyboard and i know that there are some some people out there that that would think that that's like some kind of form of self-torture like why would you do that what, what, I don't know. Why, Nick, why do you own, because I know you only have laptops. Why?
1: Yeah. Well, no, I have a Mac mini as well, which yes. is headless. It's headless, but just I don't, like I don't, mine. I don't, yeah, yeah, I don't want, I don't I don't want two computers. I know I can have like them, all the files syncing through Dropbox or Google Drive or... R-Sync. Mega or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah, like I, but who, who cares? I don't, I would rather just have one environment. Yes. That I'm dealing with. I... I feel the exact same way. I don't want to maintain
0: two computers. In fact, I do because I have my work machine and my personal machine. Uh, You know, up until up until now, I've been able to keep them the same like work and personal machines were the same. But now it's come to a point where I absolutely must separate the two. They have to be separated. And so if I add a desktop to the mix, now I'm maintaining three computers.
1: what what's the possible advantage because like what would you gain by get by getting a desktop unless you were going to buy an incredibly powerful desktop
0: Uh, i think it not sounding like an f-16 on an aircraft carrier about to take off you know when i do something the
1: only reason
0: yeah yeah i I know know if that
1: yeah yeah well okay this the my fan spinning up annoys me but i wouldn't buy a desktop to stop it
0: jw Hannum says f-16s don't take off on carriers i whatever <laughs> i know <laughs> or i don't know i don't care you know um you know a, a jet engine <laughs> that's what i
1: meant <laughs> close enough <laughs> hey so your virtualization uh i think this is possibly not the, the one not a topic that we want to you know rabbit tunnel rabbit warren it's off down. too late it's I happening don't know why i'm going with this um, what what do you virtualize uh, Windows, Windows, Windows because, 10. Because, because there's a, a handful of apps that I need to run in Windows 10. Okay, yeah. This past week, I successfully have uh, wine wrapped two or three applications. Ooh, and it it doesn't it doesn't mean that I know we'll never have to run a virtual machine again because sometimes what you need what I need to know is how does this process work on windows like how how would i do step one two three four five right. in a windows environment i right. can't virtualize that but uh the you know microtech gear yeah has a little uh, configuration utility that
0: must run in winbox. windows winbox yeah
1: right yeah and winbox you can download it as a pre-bundled wine app but it's like something like 600 megs and the exe file is something like you know Five or something ridiculous. Anyway, so uh, that's going to take skin... up that's going to
0: take up one five hundredth of my SSD <laughs> on my new Mac. Can't do that.
1: WineSkin Winery. I have uh, recently had some good success wrapping up Windows applications, including including Steam, really for Windows. Yeah. Wow. Which okay. Is really good. Cool. Not all, not not all things work, but the. The, the one or two games that I was remotely interested in messing around with, yeah, can be wine wrapped, and that's fantastic. That's yeah, the, the yes CPU, you know, gets all angry and the fans start up and all of this stuff. But I, that's just something I have to deal with. Uh you I know, to, yeah,
0: I would say that having to run the Windows 10 VM is one of the few reasons why the MacBook Air
1: will not work out for me long term. Like, yep. Uh, could I, you? Could yeah. you? But could you now turn that? Could you turn that into a dedicated Windows machine that you that you remote into? Uh, I've thought about that, but sometimes
0: I need it when I'm on the road. Sometimes I need Windows when yeah. I'm on the road, and so I can't. Yeah, I mean,
1: sure, I probably could run a VM on my Mac Mini downstairs. Uh, yep, but then again, then you get then you get lag. So yeah. I was trying to I was trying to mess around with a typing game. So I want to get better at typing. So I can't just sit down and just. Smash out whatever. So anyway, typing game. But yeah, I was trying to run that on a VM downstairs and view it on this computer and it wasn't working. Uh, by the way, the game was the typing of the dead, which is the house of the dead, but you have to type. Yes, I've heard about uh, that. Okay, and then, and Rosemary working from home. My partner, she's working downstairs, and suddenly the Mac Mini underneath the little things, like the typing of the dead, <laughs> <laughs> like because the sound because the sound was going down. I've had that happen too. The sound too. was coming out of that one, yeah.
0: I've had that happen too. Like I'll I'll, I'll I'll like hit play on a media file or something like that on my Mac Mini, and it's down in the closet <laughs> making noise because it has a built-in speaker and all that. Yeah, this is pretty great, but
1: yeah, so um, talking yeah, go ahead. Talking about, actually, uh, was there anything else you wanted to say on virtualization?
0: No, I don't think so. A bunch of people okay. in the chat are saying, is it bootcamp or parallels? And I feel like, I feel like if I say which one it, or not bootcamp, um, no, oh, yeah. Okay. Chris says, is it bootcamp or parallels? Actually, that is a good question. Um, you know, I've, uh, I've done bootcamp. Yeah, it's great. But then we're back to the whole two environments thing. Now I'm maintaining two machines, running a VM, inside mac os i tend to keep it pretty light i i don't keep any files in there i just kind of move things in and out of the vm as i need them i strictly use it for running applications right with boot camp i have two computers now i don't want that so yeah i always do uh i I always virtualize it and i'm i'm worried that if i say which virtualization software i use people are gonna get angry so i don't think i will but
1: well they're both they're both like we're talking vmware or parallels right and they both have pros and cons and they both like you know they, they both put in gotchas. So like you're yeah. like, oh, there's an update available. Okay, yeah, go on then, fine. It's like, oh, by the way, this new version, you've got 30 days of trial left. But hang yeah. on a minute, I bought the... Lo- wh- why have you up... Oh, okay, right, great. No, that's fine, don't worry. I'll uninstall it and reinstall the old version. That's fine. Basically,
0: uh- <laughs> I count on whenever I have to upgrade Mac OS, I count on my virtualization vendor to charge me money to run that software yeah. on the new. That's I, I just count on that. It's just, it's always going to happen.
1: So, So. Yeah. This is the uh, again. I'm going to break the rule because I'm going to use the video camera. But I found the white Mac remote that we spoke <gasps> of. The so okay. This is the inf- this is the Mac infrared remote
0: control that goes on like the uh like an iMac like an early Intel well, I think iMac. yeah isn't
1: that what we discussed Does it yeah. did, did we discuss that this would actually snap to the side of your there's only one way to find out Nick okay so I will I will ship I will, Dan says yes so I will ship this to you and you can check it thank out thank you I'm
0: really excited to snap that little remote on the side of that uh <laughs> the backstory for for anyone that doesn't know the backstory is that I have a 2006 uh, Intel Core. Just Intel Core Duo. That's it. Not a Core 2 Duo, but it's a 2006 okay. iMac. It lives in the kids' playroom, and... Uh my daughters actually use it for school. Uh, somebody is maintaining a web browser for it. I keep it on my guest VLAN. So it's not like in my, on my main network because it sounds like a terrible idea. It's running Snow Leopard. Nah, they use it all the time. And uh, my next challenge is I need to get Minecraft installed on it because I think it'll run Minecraft, like an old version of Minecraft. And so the kids can play Minecraft on it. But they use it as DVD player sometimes. It's literally the only DVD player we have in the house is that old iMac. And so, yeah, yeah. the remote wow. would be- well, You still have a device
1: that can accept a CD. That's- yeah.
0: I mean, the, okay, I have I have three devices that have optical drives in my house. I have my Xbox, my Xbox 360. You guys see what I did there? Xbox, as in like 2001 original Microsoft <laughs> Xbox, my Xbox 360, and then the iMac. Those are the three optical drives in my house. That's it. So yeah, pretty much gone at this point. My car, I, I put a new head unit in my car and it's got Bluetooth and all the nice stuff. It's a nice Pioneer head unit. No CD drive or CD drive. No, yeah. no CD player. Cool. We have about the you know what's weird nick is we actually are on like a timer
1: like we have we to be done in 10 minutes get, well we might it depends it depends if someone comes on and tries to throw us off i mean we, we, can, we might only have five minutes, we, five, we minutes might left. Only have five minutes five
0: minutes <laughs> i do really feel like we need to we need an update on your 3d printer your prusa mini okay this isn't yes. enough time to get into it in depth i know that no, we need to do it's not a dedicated podcast episode on this, but I really yeah. want to hear how long have you had the Prussian Mini for and what do you think
1: of Ooh. it so far? I don't know how long I've had it for. Maybe five weeks? Because we none of us have a sense of time right now. No, no. It was it arrived in early lockdown. Okay, early lockdown. Does so everybody what know can... what that is? Okay, good. <laughs> but what I can say is that since it has arrived in my house, I think it's had maybe... Two days of rest. Wow! So you've been running it absolutely constantly. Maybe not constantly, but it has printed something nearly every day since it has arrived. Wow! Now that might be WLan Pi cases. Mm-hmm. They have been, uh, been yeah printed regularly. Wow! Cool. Uh, but all sorts of cool, all sorts of uh, things. Like, for example, the uh, pop filter that i'm you know speaking through at the moment mm-hmm. is on ah it's so on a 3d printed so for Rick. those of you that can't see because you're listening
0: to this in a podcast <laughs> oh, yeah, that's app right. that's and right. you're in your car right now and you're going why do you guys keep doing this yeah why would you do that yeah, in a podcast awful. <laughs> well anyway nick is holding up a 3d printed thing that mounts his pop filter on his on his yeti mic so and there it is. There it is for the audience. So, and Nick, I think I want to get the files from you if you're willing to share those because I would like to of do the course. same thing because I hate my I, pop filter.
1: Okay, I hate it. Yeah, I would very happily do that. I will post them on Prusa Printers. So, what I would like is
0: either a thumbs up or a thumbs down for the mini. Like for your first 3D printer,
1: what do you think? Like thumbs up, thumbs. Oh, down. for the first for my for the first 3D printer, hundred percent thumbs up. Really, it's that fantastic. Good? What do you- yeah, because because like it was three hundred and fifty pounds, and last time we last the first time we had the discussion, it was going to be it was going to be like a thousand it was going to be like seven seven eight hundred pounds right for me to fix the push button in my suitcase, which cost a hundred pounds. <laughs> and so- by what you mean by that is it was going to cost
0: you seven or eight hundred pounds to buy a three D <laughs> printer to print the part to fix this part in the right, suitcase. Right,
1: right. Yeah. Sorry. What did I What did I say? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Did it all come over like that? No, 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 like it, that? Was just, no it, it, it was it was okay. But so so you um, enjoyed it, and is, is it like? Do uh, do you, you kind of categorize it as a beginner printer, or do you think this is a printer that you could
1: use for the long haul? I mean, I don't know what I can't do with this one. I I think the only thing we've come across really is turning cranking the speed up. It won't print as it? fast as like the Prusa yeah. i three Mark III S.
0: Yeah, and and build volume. So yeah. how often has build volume been an issue for you? Like how often so far, has it been a showstopper for you?
1: Yeah, sure. So far the only thing it's prevented me from printing is the head the face shield headbands. Oh
0: the 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 face
1: shields for like yeah. like healthcare workers. Yeah. 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 So I've I cranked out something like 60 or 70 bottom Chin pieces for the face shields. Yeah, chin pieces because I could print ten of them on the on my bed at a time. But there wasn't a configuration where you could easily print the headbands. That's that's so far. That's the only thing that has prevented me. And I guess what will happen now is when the Prusa uh, when when my Prusa Mini does start stopping me from printing something because of its build volume, you know, three or four times. That that will be the time when I start you know, looking, do I need to get a different printer? Gotcha. The the one thing I would say is that I almost wish that I I, I don't need two prusha minis, but I don't like switching between PLA and PETG. It's agreed. It's a pain in the backside. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I I am I am fortunate enough because of the whole WLAN Pi case printing thing to have several printers now and Hmm. i i kind of try to leave one like as my pla printer and the other one is my petg printer and that seems to work out okay um it's also nice to be able to just like leave a smooth sheet on one and leave a textured sheet on the other and so that's that's worked out pretty well so overall like would you recommend the prusa mini to somebody that is interested in getting into 3d printing do you feel it's easy to use do you feel it's reliable like overall what what do you think would you recommend so it? yeah overall
1: 100% i think it's fantastic i'm very cool. very pleased with my with my purchase um but it's not but it's not flawless right there are i i am experiencing a few oddities in fact we could talk about that i've been in touch with support about my skipping issue okay. so quick quick background default settings using prusa slicer not messing around with any of the settings pla was skipping and i presume this is happening because the hot the the nozzle is not at the right temperature Mm -hmm. because it's like trying to push the plastic through but it can't because it's not melting fast enough would be my guess but um yeah they've recommended adding thermal paste i'll have to i'll have to so anyway i've been in touch with support they have responded and i need to talk to you about what the what their advice is and then we need to talk about how i do it all right they talked about adding thermal paste
0: okay well i'm looking forward to that discussion i think we need to do probably an entire episode on your experience with the prusa mini and so i think that's going to be an upcoming yeah. one but i think it is now time for us to end our segment the first
1: time the first time ever we have actually finished on Q yeah we actually but only because we were
0: forced to only because we were forced given given more time i think we would have we've probably gone for 30 more maybe an hour longer 34
1: more hours <laughs>
0: <Like>. yeah <laughs>
1: Thank you. So let's hand thank it over to, the,
0: to yeah, yeah, Peter and uh, the Wi-Fi ninjas. We'll let you guys take it away, Nick. As always, thank you so much for jumping on the phone and chatting about this stuff. It was great to talk to you. Yeah, oh, it was good, man. Thanks very much. And also, thank you to the audience uh, for uh, for the live chat. That was a lot of fun. Thank you mm. for all your donations and uh, and and supporting everything here. We really appreciate it, and we're looking forward to seeing you guys again on the the next episode of the Hidden Node Podcast. Thanks very much, guys.